This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by Pure VPN. Uh, whether you're using a, a phone or a, a laptop, a desktop, uh, protecting your privacy online is important. Uh, and, and a VPN is really the best way to do that. Um, and PureVPN is, is a great service that allows you to protect your privacy and uh, report a different location. So if you're out of the country or out of town and you want to be able to get uh, better access to uh, your local sports or your local news or something like that, you can do that. Um, right now, uh, they've got a, a deal. You can get a seven-day free trial, which which doesn't negate the 31-day money-back guarantee. Uh, plus, you can get uh, uh, $6.49 after, uh, per month after the trial. It's $0.99 cents for the seven days, uh, and then $6.49 per month. And you don't have to sign any kind of contract or anything like that. It's a really great deal. Uh, and if you do... Go for longer, you get better prices. And to find out about all of that, you can go to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. All right, Avram, what have you got for us tonight? All right. I have to say for our uh, regular listeners, um, oh, by the way, as we mentioned uh, prior, <laughs> uh, here's the new... Uh, Here's the new Becaster, uh, neat microphones Becaster mic that I've been uh, that I've been using. So, um, so I know a lot has been going on lately. And I've been talking a lot about one of my favorite topics, which is Raspberry Pi stuff. I promise that next week, even if it turns out that War Games, the movie War Games, happens for real, and the Joshua computer is based on Raspberry Pi, I won't talk about <laughs> it. We talked about it so many weeks in a row. Um, but for now, I want to talk about something uh, interesting and cool that happened in Raspberry Pi world recently, which is uh, that now there is an eight gigabyte Raspberry Pi four. So uh, that is the most gigabytes of RAM uh, that it's ever had, and uh, as a result, there's the operating system uh, has also strategy has also changed. It used to be that for your Raspberry Pi, you had the official operating system was called Raspbian, uh, it's a form of Linux, and it was 32-bit only. Well, if you know much about um, operating systems and bits, you know that generally speaking, 32-bit operating systems cannot use more than four gigabytes of RAM. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why most people today have a 64-bit Windows, and there's really no reason to have 32-bit unless you have a computer with a processor that is so old uh, that it doesn't support 64-bit. But that would be quite an old computer at this point. Uh, maybe something, maybe like a netbook with an Atom processor would need like you know 32-bit still. Um, so. Um, Raspberry Pi now also has a 64-bit operating version of their operating system, and they've changed the name of both the 32-bit and the new 64-bit operating system to Raspberry Pi OS, which is, you know, very obvious what it stands for. Uh, it used to be called Raspbian, but now uh, because um, the folks who were running their, the independent Raspbian project were only doing the 32-bit version and they were allowing all kinds of other 
Raspbian's actually part of the operating system. It's not the whole kernel and everything uh, is now called Raspberry Pi OS. But uh, what I wanted to show folks for those who are, who are watching and not just listening, uh, I've got pulled up here. I'm going to do it, try to do a screen share. I've got pulled up here on my screen um, a Raspberry Pi, um, a Raspberry Pi 8 gigabyte. And actually, this is running the 32-bit operating system, but it doesn't matter because the 32-bit operating system, Raspberry Pi actually is able to use all eight gigabytes. It just can't use them all for one more than four gigabytes for one process. Mm -hmm. But if you have tabs in a browser, those each count as different processes. So let's look here. I'm. I just want to show how much work I had to do to get it to actually even use over four gigabytes. So right now it's using 4.2 gigabytes out of 7.8. Um, really it's eight, but you know how it is with operating systems. They, they never give you quite exactly the full amount of RAM or storage that you, that you have some of its reserve. So in my browser, I have 60 tabs open. Several Jesus. of these tabs have 4K videos playing in them. Uh, or at least loaded from hdtrailers.net, which is a place that, unlike YouTube, is actually like downloading the trailers. It's not like upscaling or something like that. So it's like in the browser. Like here's one I had had downloaded for really not many 4K tra true 4K trailers mm -hmm. that are available for download. Believe it or not, most of the things you find on YouTube are upscales that someone has done. So hdtrailers.net, which has like actual downloadable trailers for things as like maybe four. And one of them is for the movie interstellar from which came out, what, eight years ago or something. Um, and, uh, you know, so that, um, so I have that loaded in this other movie, which I don't know what it's called. It looks like some kind of nature thing called Samsara, which had like an even bigger, uh, 4k trailer, even with those open in multiple tabs, I'm only using 4.2 gigabytes. Uh, even with uh, several other programs open, including a spreadsheet program and Scratch Desktop, which is a big programming program, and GIMP, which is an image editor. And I don't have it up here on the screen because I don't have it installed on this machine here, but uh, OpenShot, which is a video editor. Uh, so uh, in short, uh, the real news is it, you probably, most people probably don't need the eight gigabyte version because it's actually, you have to work really hard to get over four, to use over four gigabytes at this point. Now, maybe in the future with some improvements, some caching, using it to improve performance, um, using something like a virtual, running a virtual machine or a fancy server, uh, you could really get over that, you comfortably need that eight gigabytes. Uh, but right now it's just kind of cool that we've gotten to that point. Uh, so the eight gigabyte model is, uh, available now for $75. The four gigabyte is $55 as it has been. And the two gigabyte Raspberry Pi 4, those are the three three capacities, two, four, and eight, uh, the Raspberry Pi 4, which is the latest model. Uh, you know, so it's $35 for the two, 55 for the four, and uh, 75 for the eight. Um, if you already have a four, I don't, for 99% of people, there's not a compelling reason right now to buy an eight. Um, but if you didn't have one and you're thinking, I want to future proof my investment, I might want to use this as like a, a real computer rather than just for like building robots and fun projects, then it, it might make some sense 
to actually, um, it might make some sense to buy the eight. Uh, I'm gonna see here if I have one that I can actually show folks uh, what the board looks like. I have one here, I can come out I think, maybe. Uh, I have to just unplug the one that I have because there's a few. You can actually see a physical difference on the board here. Okay, let's stop sharing my screen. I'll show you, show everybody. So um, if you see here, this is this is the Raspberry Pi 48 gigabytes. And if you ha if somebody just gave, handed you a Raspberry Pi 4, I don't know if you know anyone who's just handing you Raspberry Pi 4s, or you had a drawer full of them, you don't know which is which. The way you would tell which one is eight gigabytes, uh, telling between two and four, I don't think is this easy, is there's this, it, by the USB-C port, there's this like little set of three black transistors um, or chips. Uh-huh. Uh, it looks sort of like eyes and a mouth. Um, yeah, they do. Right? Um, that is only on the eight. So on the, on the, uh, on the four and two, you won't see that. So, so, you know, if you, if somebody just throws a Raspberry Pi four at you and you catch it and you don't turn it on and you want to know what it, whether it's a gigabyte or not, look for near the USB-C port, a set of three black, uh, black chips that look like a face. And that will, uh, that will tell you, um, a slight, not, not a slightly not shocked, very, a slightly shocked face. <laughs> yes, a slightly shy with no nose, but because um, you can see here, this is a I think this is a two gigabyte I have here, uh, and you can see it doesn't have the face. Oh yeah, uh, over there. So it needs that extra power. Um, I think it's extra power support over there because it's using a, it. It mm -hmm. needs it to distribute the power to the sure. more RAM. Uh, other than this, the performance is identical. Uh, across uh, two, four, and eight, so there's not, you know, the, the CPU is the same. Everything else is the same. You're not getting more or less performance, uh, you know, CPU performance for having a different amount of RAM. So that's um, so. As I said, new new operating system name, 64-bit operating system available now for uh, Raspberry in Raspberry Pi OS. Moved up to eight gigabytes, and in something that is relevant and timely because we get we do a lot of coverage of other, you know, of tutorials and things like that. We also just put up on Friday uh, a tutorial on how to use a Raspberry Pi as a body camera for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. Uh, that was done by Les Pounder, uh, our new associate editor who lives in England. So I don't have one here to show you but um the article is up on tomshardware.com uh that uses a actually a pi zero w not the raspberry pi 4 uh but that's kind of neat because for about 40 to 50 dollars worth of parts some of which you may already have such as like a you know phone bank for your for your a power bank for your phone mm -hmm. um you can create a little body camera that you stick in your front pocket assuming you have a front pocket and um and use that uh, either like you would a GoPro for, you know, sports, jogging, uh, playing with the kids, or or if you are attending a protest mm -hmm. and you want to make sure that you're capturing things that are going on at the protest, um, 
it's also really good for that. And the instructions will show you how to capture the video and then it will automatically upload to the crowd, to the, to the cloud. Maybe video of a crowd, but it'll be in the cloud. Um, so that, so that if uh, something happens to your camera, uh, let's say somebody knocks you on the ground, it gets broken, uh, that video will still be uh, saved and uh, you can, you can share it with people. Yeah, I, I saw that, uh, I saw that tutorial and I thought that was a, a pretty cool idea. Yeah, the interesting thing, a little inside baseball about the editorial process behind that was uh, Les, uh, he just started Forces Week, but we worked with him a long time on, on as a freelancer. And, you know, I um, asked him if, you know, if he could do the story and he did. And then the first set of pictures he sent us for how he constructed it, he had, you know, gotten someone to basically model it and the way he had set it up was he had duct taped it to a jacket and he had the button there's a button for turning it on and off right for like enable, for enabling a camera but the button was on a wire right like a long oh, wire no. uh, for those of you who are listening just it looked like a, a suicide vest oh, right no. um you know something that a terrorist might wear and you know i mean and so I had to write to him and be like, can we like change this around that was advice that we're giving people so it doesn't look suspicious because, you know, we don't want people, uh, you know, going somewhere and the police thinking that they're, yeah. uh, you know, that they're carrying, that they're yeah. wearing um, yeah, having a weapon it, when it's just a camera. Having it go the other way where all of a sudden it becomes the thing that makes you suspicious. <laughs> That's not better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, ex ex exactly. Uh, I mean, by the way, there, if you look on Amazon or, or other online stores, there are a lot of body cameras that people can can buy pre-made that mm -hmm. are, but those are about 150 bucks. Um, and I'm not sure if they all go to the cloud. Um, so, you know, this is a neat, uh, a neat use of Raspberry Pi. I mean, a Pi Zero W is $10. Uh, and then, you know, you will want a camera module and you'll want you know, a case for it and the battery, but you may already have a phone battery and you may already have a micro SD card. And so, you know, it may actually not, even if you don't have all those, any of those things, it probably still only be 40 or 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, uh, I, uh, I certainly recommend people, uh, people check it out. We got him to kind of construct it in a way where, the button is not hanging off on a wire, so it doesn't look like it's some kind of detonator or something. And uh, you know, it, it's it, it it looks more like what it is, which is an innocent camera. Um, but you know, if you've seen a lot of if you've seen a lot of movies where you know people are doing bad things, you you might uh, if you saw the original photo that we didn't use of it, <laughs> you might think, uh-oh, I don't want to be caught wearing this in public because people might think that uh, I'm about to do something bad. You might recognize the design. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and, so, and both of these are up now? Uh, yeah. Uh, so the, uh, everything is up now. So our um, we have an article. We obviously we have an article up on testing of the 8 gigabyte uh, Raspberry Pi 4 
we also have a new guide to how to use and well, which Raspberry Pi 4 you should buy. And we have the tutorial on how to make your own Raspberry Pi, um, Raspberry Pi body camera. And if you're interested in other projects, we have the projects of uh, June 2020, Raspberry Pi projects of June 2020 that went up this week also. Uh, we do that monthly now where we list the coolest projects that we've seen people doing that month on the internet. I love that. Uh, uh, one of the cool projects that I am sure will make it into July because it, it, it just, we just reported on this week is some person, we also have an article on this, some person built a, a remote control uh, Raspberry Pi robot that drives around their backyard and you can go online and drive the robot around their backyard yourself. Nice. So, um, that sounds like that sounds like fun, you know. Is it uh, is it one is it one person on. can control it at a time, or is it kind of like uh, how uh, how Mixer does like the the polling, and if uh, three people say it turns left, That's it turns good left. Question: I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't really gone in and tried that. So, okay. uh, I, I there are other Project I have seen time. other sites before where people can where people where anyone who has it loaded can issue a command mm -hmm. i guess this is on the presumption that there's not going to be a lot of people simultaneously uh driving it in different directions something tells me that'll change or if, if they are, publish about it we did so we'll find out <laughs> um or that person will find out um you know but uh it's just there's a lot of cool fun things that people do uh, and uh, what I've always loved and what I continue to love about about Raspberry Pi is just the inventiveness mm -hmm. that it, it, it gets it gets people to be so creative in doing really neat things. And some of the things are genuinely like, hey, this is pretty useful. Like I could really use the body camera uh, to go out and record things. But some of it is just, hey, this is a cool thing to try. This is a cool thing to do. And I'm going to do it because I can not because I absolutely have a burning need. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think it's, you know, if you really love technology, then you probably love doing things or seeing things where people are just are pushing the envelope. How can I do this in a cooler, different, better way? Um, you know, I think there's so many things in life you could say that about like, oh, do I need a smart light, light bulb? Or could I just go walk across the room and turn right. it on and off or, you know, get like a timer that plugs into the socket. Yeah. You could do all those things, but isn't it much cooler to be able to, <laughs> to do, to do it from an app. So, or do it from, you know, a voice assistant. So um, there's just a lot of cool things out there and we definitely have them covered at, at tomshardware.com. Very cool. Well, as always, Avram, uh, I love to hear about the stuff that you guys are working on. I, I love that there's that upgraded version of the Raspberry Pi 4 because, like you said, with 8 gigs of RAM, that that gives kind of a wider scale of things that people can work on on top of what we already know about. So I, I look forward yeah, to seeing then, what's going yeah. going to come from that. Yeah, also you have to add in the fact that they just also released, which we've covered and have a tutorial on, how you can use an SSD as your boot drive mm -hmm. for Raspberry Pi. So now you're attaching an SSD to the USB 3.0 port and you can boot off of that and you have eight gigs. 
So, and you can output to two 4K monitors if you want. So, you know, this is becoming a more and more feasible solution for someone to use as an actual computer. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I know too many people who would choose this over like, you know, an x86 uh, desktop or laptop in terms of performance, but, um, you know, it's, it's feasible to use uh, in, in a pinch or give to a kid or, or something like that. Or even as like a, a lockdown computer environment for a very, like a kiosk, a very specific set of, set of yeah. capabilities, it would be uh, an ideal yeah. scenario. Oh, I, so all, all kinds lot, of cool stuff a, coming a, from a lot there. Of things like that. Yeah. Well, as always, Abram, thank you. Thank you and uh, I look forward to what we talk about next.